Well, hello and welcome to the Bottom Line Me podcast, where we like to talk about sales challenges and title insurance topics that are hot. With me today is my co-host, Brenda Nelson. Brenda, welcome back. It's great to see you. Thank you so much. It's been a while. Yeah. Where you been, girlfriend? Been out working, yeah. working hard. Well, I understand you've been out really spending a lot of time talking with agents and what, what's on their mind these days? Well, I think one of the hottest topics that's out there is seller impersonation fraud. Uh, we're seeing a lot of it. Seller impersonation fraud. Yes, that is when a seller, uh, someone comes in and impersonates a seller. It's either for vacant land or for property that's uh, vacant. And um, they list it for sale and they sell it and they go through the process of uh, gaining those proceeds that the seller would have recognized. But tell me more. How does how, how does this happen? Well, I'll just give you a few examples. We've got uh, just recently a title agent that called us and they said that um, a realtor customer of theirs had had a person come in impersonating a seller, wanted to sell their property, and they wanted a quick sale. And um, the realtor talked to the person and they ended up signing a listing agreement. Mm -hmm. Well, the sign went up in the, on the vacant land and the real seller saw the sign and called the realtor and said, why is the sign in my yard? Why do you have a sign in, you know, on my property? And the realtor, you know, then discovered that this was a seller impersonation fraud. That might have been, must have been quite a shock to that poor owner of that land. Oh, yeah. Wow. Definitely. And we've had another one where the um, someone impersonates the seller, they, identity fraud, really. And they go through and um, the seller's out of the country. It is a home, but it's a vacant home. And it goes all the way to closing. And that is when oh. they caught it. All the way to closing? Yes. Th did the property actually transfer ownership? No, it didn't. Oh, they, they're at the no. table? Yep. Pretty much? Wow. Oh my goodness! I have so many thoughts and so many questions for you on this. How, how, how? So, what does an agent do? How do you go about preventing something this or getting caught in one of these scams? Well, I think some of the red flags that that we've seen. Um, some of the red flags are it's a vacant land or it's a vacant house. Uh, um, you look at the tax bill, and the tax bill goes to a different address than what the property address is. Um, you, they ask for a quick sale. It's a cash sale. Mm -hmm. um, it's offered below market value. So there's quite a few. One of the biggest ones is neither the realtor or the title agent personally knows this seller. And if you don't personally know the seller, either one of you, then it kind of raises a red flag and you do need to look at a few more um, identifiers for the seller. So what kinds of things can the real estate agent do to to prop to Supposed to hopefully uh, avoid getting caught in one of these Maybe schemes. Just investigation. I mean, you ask for two uh, two forms of ID. Yep. Driver's licenses that are fraudulent um, don't have some of the identifiers that a true government-issued identification. Mm -hmm. Some ask for a current utility bill. Some ask questions about the property that only the owner would know. So there are ways to go about it, but... Um, it's it's scary. It's it it certainly is. Uh, and what about the title agent? What can they do to avoid or prevent themselves from being part or being caught up in one of these schemes? I think the main thing is is if 
the title agent and the realtor both do not know this person, mm -hmm. ask more questions. Mm -hmm. But another red flag would be a mail out. Um, the no. person doesn't right. want to meet in person. Mm -hmm. So you never do really see the seller ever in a lot of these or really in all of them. Yeah. How about procedures? Are, are there procedures that you can put in place in an office to kind of keep an eye out for these things? Yeah, that's a great question because all of the underwriters are putting out alerts and bulletins. And the alerts are the do not close. And it gives you people's names, it gives you addresses, and those are the things that you need to keep track of in your offices. Mm -hmm. So whether it be your title plant or your um, order entry department, right. you need to put a process in place to take and process all of those uh, alerts. So Older Public sends alerts out. We've been sending quite a few out. Mm -hmm. We do have on our website, and I'm sure all the other underwriters have it on their website as well, they have all of the alerts. So you'll have a list of the addresses and the list of the names that you need to know do not close. Um, in some of your software programs, you also have a way of putting the information oh, in there. So in RamQuest, for example, you're gonna, you can go ahead and your order entry person would put in that alert information into as a file. Yep. You'd, you'd probably do a unique file number, maybe the date of the alert, the date it came out, and then you'd put the information in. You then would mark the file special so that the file display box changes colors. So then when so you- It's an alert automatically. Exactly. Yeah. So then when you get a contract in, you'll end up going into your duplicate order search or your super search or some other form of searching and you'll put in that name and that address and if it it's a miss then you won't if have a return yeah if it's a hit you'll have it returned and you'll see that that box is a different color then you can take the file the contract to mm -hmm. a, a management and have management take care of that wow my my head is spinning um, with all of this. That's an that's an awful scary thing that's going on out there. Yes, um, who would have ever thought? I mean, I've heard of some of those kinds of things randomly over the years, but they're mm -hmm. they're they 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 weren't rampant. Yes. Now this seems to be something that every realtor, every seller, even yes, uh, needs to you know every homeowner needs to be paying attention to. Correct. Wow. So. What's the bottom line on this one, Brenda? Well, the bottom line is is to make sure that if if you have a contract come in, you need to assume that the seller of rental property, investment property, or vacant land that you don't know or your realtor doesn't know is fraudulent. And it, that's an awful thing to have to assume that, but that really is the bottom line. Well, I think that's about it for today. Um, Thanks to everyone for joining us. And Brenda, it's so great to have you back. Thanks. Don't disappear. No. Again. No. I'll I be back. forward to seeing you again. And I want to let you sign off for us today. Thank you for joining us. Learn, grow, and prosper. Great. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks.